Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Chicago Techies podcast, a podcast focused on highlighting the voices of Chicago Techies and their experiences. I'm your host, Ceci Fisher Benitez. Thank you for joining us. On this week's episode, I am joined by Osvaldo Montelongo, founder and CEO of Connect Care Hero. Uh, hey, Osvaldo, thank you so much for joining me in this week's episode of the Chicago Techies podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you about your uh, career trajectory and your experience in tech. I'm, I feel like this is a treat because uh, this is the first time I've ever had someone that kind of started their own company and uh, is also Latino. So that, that's even more uh, more exciting for me. Um, so let's start. Uh, why don't we start with your name, your pronouns, uh, where you're from, and your and obviously your role. Yep. Uh, no, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, so I'm Osvaldo Montelongo. Uh, I am the CEO and founder of Connect Your Hero. Um, and um, my family's from a first generation Latino. Uh, my family's from uh, San Luis Potosí, Ciudad Valle, a little small town in Mexico. Um, but um, I grew up actually in the US. Um, I grew up in Nebraska, out of all places, and then came to Chicago about 10 years ago for school and, and played a little soccer. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I love soccer. I also played a little bit in college. Um, not to like a big experience level, but you know, at least Division Three. <laughs> um, so yeah, curious about school. You know, like, um, did you first? I guess did what did you study in school, and did you always kind of know that you were going into tech? But let's actually start with the, with the major first. What did you want to yeah. study? So when when I went to when I chose my school, I actually was um, so I grew up playing soccer like all my life and loved it. That I was gonna be a professional soccer player, like every you know small kid, and so I went to school, played some soccer, and then um, throughout that, I kind of you know um, um, got recruited to play at this uh, school for soccer, and then basically there, I they asked me like, what do you want to major in? And so I was kind of like, well, I want to do kind of like marketing stuff, but I want to do like around the world, mm-hmm. and so they kind of set me up with you know like um, business marketing and management uh, classes, uh, some international stuff as well. Um, and that's kind of what I, what I majored in and kind of just took classes that, you know, were strategic to getting to an internship that was actually with an uh, international business company. And that's kind of what, what, um, what I took originally. So. Um, on that note, on internships, like how did you kind of like the work your way to get that first internship uh, with the company? Yeah. So the school I went to, they had a program um, that, um, you could actually do, uh, you know how most people do in, in their schools, they do this like uh, study abroad, you know, thing and go, you know, across the country or across the world. Um, I actually picked one that was called, um, um, it was in the city of Chicago. So it was a program called Chicago Semester. And where they basically, you know, you find an internship with the Chicagoland area company. Um, they try to place you in the right, you know, company based off your what you want. Um, and I was very specific with what I wanted. I said, I wanted to do international marketing. And so they looked up and down and found one company that um, that uh, was interested in what I was doing because I, I spoke Spanish um, and um, they, they knew I wanted to do international marketing and had an opening, um, they needed help. And so I applied for it and it was actually with the company that I ended up eventually getting a full-time job from um, um, after I graduated, so. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, most of most universities have like some type of internship um, help mm-hmm. experience, you know, that they kind of connect you with those. It sounds like you were kind of really interested in marketing and like what you could do in marketing. Were you in, were you already kind of like intending to go into like tech or how did that came about? Like, were you just looking for any kind of role before? 
No. So, so for, for, for the marketing role, honestly, I went to school um, and I just knew I wanted to travel. I really never traveled growing up. And so like, I was like, I want to do something with marketing. I think I came in with the mindset. I was like, you know, you know, I was like, you know, I grew up poor, so I know how to market to poor people kind of marketing at one point, but as I grew into the space, I was like, I was like, well, actually, I think I just know, I know how to strategically market stuff. Um, and so, um, I, I didn't have a, a, um, an envision I would be, I would be in tech. Um, and so I was always thinking I was going to, you know, do this, um, marketing job, global marketing. Job. I, so I became a, a global marketing manager entry level at first for an oral care company. And so I was with them. Uh, I was in charge of their Latin American, um, uh, division and, and brands. And so I would, I always tell people I, I sold toothbrushes across Latin America. And so, um, with that, um, uh, I was doing it for about five years, maybe four, uh, I was there a total of like seven or eight, but for four years. And then my dad, um, he was a lot older. He had me at 57 years old. And so in my early twenties, um, he started getting these like uh, early onsets of dementia. And so I brought him back from Mexico, um, to take care of him here in Chicago by myself. And, um, it just came, became too much, um, that he, I had to like bring, I actually had moments I had brought him into work with me and, or had him in the, in the, um, had an office that faced the window into the parking lot. And I remember I had my dad in the car and every once in a while, he'd like start beeping the horn on the car. And my boss was like, who, like, who's out there beeping? I was like, sorry, Marcelo, it's my papa, <laughs> my dad. And, uh, he's like, what is he doing out there? And I was like, ah, you know, he just wanted to come to work. <laughs> So it's kind of embarrassing as a young uh, professional trying to figure out like how to like have this conversation with your, your, your boss at work. Um, and anyway, super understanding at the time she, she had him come into my office, have some pictures of my dad in my office, sit, you know, sit in my desk. Um, but um, that was kind of like, you know, my goal is to actually be in mar global marketing. It was a good job, really good paying job. Honestly, like I even tell myself now that, you know, that when I left, when I uh, jumped full time to my tech company that I was like, no one else would do this. Like, I had a good job, high paying salary. Like, you know, you know, now the financial lead for like most of my family. So it's like, you know, how do you, you know, how do you give that up for something that's uncertain with a tech startup? And, uh, but it was the kind of that, that position of my dad having my experience with my dad. Eventually he had pre-severe dementia. Um, one day he walked out on me and, you know, I was hard, it was hard to kind of like, you know, keep, keep, keep him at home without losing him. Cause I actually did lose him a couple of times. Um, but yeah, hopefully that answers that, that question a little bit. Yeah, no. And that's really, yeah, it's helpful. Um, I think, you know, obviously being Latino, we have our own cultural, like expecting, like expectations, right? Like we, as, as, as Latino kids of Latino parents, like normally, like there's the whole expectation that we are going to be the primary caregivers for them because there's really not a lot of like visibility into like the assisted giving, like a care, assisted care, um, in, within our community, but you know, you are, you're leading this charge because, you know, it's, it is lived experience, right? Like your, your dad is struggling. And obviously sometimes we are busy and we, we don't have the time to be there, especially when it's a very intricate, like, um, disease, right? Like it, it requires additional help that we're not able to give. So I think, you know, that being kind of like what sparked your, your like 
now your mission is is something really powerful. Um, I would love to learn a little bit more about, you know, Connect Care Hero and like how that whole came up. Obviously, you told us the story of how this came about. Now, I want to hear a little bit more about um, what are you going to be focusing on and, you know, what to expect uh, from the product. Yeah, so um, we, obviously that was a very uh, big moment for me because like you mentioned, like, you know, it's like Latino families, it's like, you, you're always told like you, you take care of them until their last breath. Right. And, and it's one of those things that you, you, you know, I'm first generation. There's like no one here in my family, besides my, my, my brother, my sister and my mom in the U S like everyone else is in Mexico. So like, you know, who else is going to take care of them when you can't, you know, have your, your cousins or your other extended family like watch over them. And so I was left in a kind of very, um, you know, delicate you know, position, um, which, killed me at the time and you know but I learned a lot so obviously once um, my dad was in a nursing home I learned everything in and out about like what's it like to have a loved one in a nursing home and I saw him every single day uh, for 60 days 60 days straight and I remember I only missed one day and it was like May 24th um, 2000 and I'll say 15 or 14 I can't remember now but um, it, it was one of those things that you know it really kind of like hits you hard as a, as a Latino trying to, you know, take care of their parents, but I made the focus that I'm going to give them the best experience possible um, there. So um, it led me to create and connect here, which is a digital platform that powers social engagement um, uh, for older adults like my dad. And it, we do this through um, live interactive programming uh, where, you know, communities, nursing homes, and, you know, health plans and whatnot can like uh, engage residents, older adults like my dad, with unique cultural experiences, such as mariachi sessions, cooking shows that are, you know, specifically designed around Latinos and, and variety of other uh, entertainment. Um, because I knew my dad had dementia, and the only way you can slow down dementia is by being intentional with them. And so Connect kind of helps bridge that gap for communities and nursing homes to actually provide intentional engagement through programming. Because um, I know my dad, you know, he sometimes forgot my name. But if I kept, if I said, hey, dad, you know, tell me about the farm, you know, and then he like, remember like in the back of his hand, because he was a farmer for 40 years. So um, it's one of those things that for me, I learned it straight on because I was like, I would, I would go to my dad's nursing home and people would be like, oh, are you the grandson? I'm like, no, it's my dad. He goes, oh, no wonder you're here every single day. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, it's me and my dad. That's the only people that are here for us, you know, for each other. So um, for me, that was kind of what, you know, really drove my passion to kind of continue doing Connect Hero. I did it for the, as a side hustle business for a good majority of two and a half, three years. Um, my, 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 my boss, my boss didn't know, my company didn't know. So I was kind of doing it on the side for the longest time. And I was called it Project 83. So I don't really know what it was. And eventually after some time, I started picking up more steam, wanted to make it more official. Then I eventually started Connect Your Hero because we were, we help connect families. We help connect, you know, with experiences and a variety of other things. Um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been an experience so far. So yeah, I mean that's awesome. That's that's really amazing. I uh, I, I just want to acknowledge how great it is that you basically made an effort to see your dad daily for that long. And when you noted that it was like May twenty fourth that you didn't get to be with him, that hit home. Like that hit in the heart because that was like, oh my god, like you know we we are so invested in our families. That's really like the number one thing for all of us, you know, that comes first. And I really love seeing that uh, in you and like, and not losing sight of that, uh, despite like all of the challenges that I'm sure that you've gone through with your parent, with your dad and being the two of you alone. Um, 
I, I mean, I think it's the the product itself sounds like a, a great tool, and I really wish you the best of luck. I hope that everybody starts picking it up. Um, I want to hear a little bit about your experience with the Latinx Incubator program and then TechStars, but let's start with the Latinx Incubator. How how was that program like for you? Yeah, so um, I'll start off with my first time getting into into like the tech space was in 2017. Um, so this is the, 2016 was the year I had the idea of Connect Your Hero. Um, in 2017 was the year I actually started building stuff out because I was more dedicated to it. Um, and at the time, I remember like, you know, I heard about like this place called 1871 and I really didn't like know what it was until a friend introduced me to it. And so I started going there on the free nights. They get, you know, I sneak in with their, their night weekend pass and just kind of like, you know, pick as much as I could out of it. Cause obviously it costs money. Um, and, and so I'd get resources that I could, you know, try, you know, try to find out who are the Latinos in the space. Um, and eventually, um, you know, they didn't have at the time Latinx when, when I first got there, but eventually they announced it and said, Hey, we're going to be doing this like inaugural, um, Latinx, you know, um, incubator. And I was like, coolest thing I applied first thing and you know came with my idea and it was at that moment with the first the first cohort that it was too early for me to jump full-time because again I was like you know the one making the money of my family you know and I still I couldn't be like missing one day a week um for 13 weeks that was just not possible and my boss obviously didn't know what I was doing and so I just you know it, it was tough to kind of commit to something like that so um fast forward a couple of years uh 2019 um, by that time, I had some customers already with me uh, in my with my platform, Connect Your Hero, um, at more data points, proving that it was getting more customer traction. And then um, cohort six was announced. Um, and um, by that time, um, the the current right now uh, uh, director, Liana Brand, she uh, reached out to me and said, "Hey, we'd be interested in joining this this year's uh, cohort." You know, and that I will give them that they're always outreaching, trying to get as much Latino um, people to come through. And I'm glad they did because I feel like that time I was like, okay, I'm like having to make up excuses at work now that I take quick calls as a doctor, but it's really one of my customers. And so I do that so much. And I was like, all right, I need to finally go full time on this because this is like taking too much of my time and I'm like lying now and I feel terrible. And, and um, yeah, so that, that was kind of like my first full-time jump. I applied, they, they accepted me into the program and I gave my two weeks notice to my, my, my then at the time, new job that I was like quitting after a year at, at this older global company. And uh, I went full-time and then I went full-time in fall 2019 and did the Latinx program. Awesome experience, got my feet wet in the space, um, learned a ton, um, had a lot of great cohort members within that program, which I'm still friends with right now. And uh, we meet regularly. I think they have like happy hours for Latinx. And, you know, I was just at one a couple of days ago, um, but yeah, it was it was an awesome program for anyone that's interested. Definitely recommend it. So, yeah, that, I I love that program. I mean, I I feel like I have a lot of questions about it, but for the most part, I love it. I think it's a, a really good opportunity for Latinos that are looking to kind of like build, you know, their business idea and really kind of um, you know benefit from that. Um, I used to go to basically every single one of those, uh, one of the demo days uh, for like the first five. I feel like I stopped going the one that you went. <laughs> yeah. oh, Seriously, um, yeah, I should. I need to go back again. I need to start checking those out because I think there are so many great companies that are coming out of there that uh, it definitely deserves to be checked out. Um, yeah. For I'm, I know that you also did TechStars, right? Like you were part of the, or at least in some some promo. Can you share about that experience? Like how did you came about the, that opportunity? Yeah, I remember. Uh, so obviously, 
Techstars is 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 a global accelerator for for startups, and it's like you know kind of like as an early stage startup, what you want to get to. Like if you have this te- the Techstars you know stamp of approval, it means like hey, you're doing something right, you're onto something. Um, so for me, it was always kind of a dream back in 2017, 2018 when I first learned about Techstars. You know, us early stage startups in 2019 or 2000 yeah, 2018 were like oh, apply to Techstars. You know, if you get in, you know they still they might accept you and give you money. Um, and it was a long shot. And obviously, you know, um, always a dream of mine to be in Techstars because I, I think they would definitely help me kind of uh, uh, accelerate my business and, and invest in me. And then by that time, I was like, I can go full time. Um, but yeah, in 2018, I heard about Techstars and it seemed like an awesome program to get into. Um, so come 2019, I had more customer, more feedback, more, more traction within my company with Kanaka Hero. Um, I applied. Um, to, to Texas for the first time. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll get in. Um, long story short, got denied for the first one we applied to. And uh, it was, uh, it was the, the one, the local one here in Chicago. And um, which is fine. I th- we learned a ton. We learned the interview process. We got connected afterwards with, with great resources and whatnot. And we still stay, stay connected with the group. Um, and one thing I learned is like, you know, through Techstars, the biggest thing with them is like, being connected and keeping communication going. Um, and so we applied the, the MD um, at Techstars when we applied for, basically said, hey, you know, um, you should apply for this uh, uh, Techstars future of longevity since you're in the senior living space. I think you'd be a, great, a perfect fit for it. And uh, as soon as they announced in early 20, January 2021, 2020, this year, um, they announced it was the first, you know, um, Techstars longevity partnership with um, Pivotal Ventures, which is a Melinda Gates incubation company. And I was like, wow, like this is, this is what's made for us. And, and, you know, um, and one of the things people, if you don't, people don't know, it's like, you know, Techstars is, is a highly competitive, you know, super hard to get into. There's so many process, so many interviews that you go through um, and they vet you um, for, for, for the program. And you're, you're one of 10 companies within the cohort that you kind of do basically what we did at Latinx, but at a 10 to 15 times the pace and the material. And so it was an awesome experience. Honestly, we've, we've, we've taken it full strides and taken every single thing we can get out of it. Um, what the biggest thing being it, since it was partnered up with the future of longevity and, and that, um, theme, it came with a lot of resources and mentors and experts within the space. So now we have, you know, we can easily pick up the phone or send an email and say, Hey, I want to talk to XYZ person that works at this place or has this much, you know, information and quickly get insights of people that make decisions. Um, and we've been doing that full hand. We just finished the program a couple of days ago, uh, our demo day, and it's been awesome just getting the feedback so far from that. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that sounds like a, the, another great opportunity. And obviously like, you know, now you're legit, right? Like if you you mentioned <laughs> tech stars, if you get there, you're, you're, you're legit. Um, I, I've always been really super like, curious about what the process is like to receive funding or even just to pitch or ask for funding. Uh, it sounds like some of these programs have kind of helped you like navigate that, that aspect of things. Uh, were you really nervous the first time that you had to pitch? Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you, if you, if you've been asked the current like Latinx, you know, director, Liana, I, like when I first came my first day, I said, I hate pitching. <laughs> I hate pitching. And I've been, obviously I, I was in global marketing. So I, I did a lot of like meetings and different things, but like pitching your own business, your own baby, like you like keep it so close to you. You're like, don't say anything to it. Like, you know, this is my idea. And um, 
I was nervous. I mean, I, I, I think I felt comfortable with those training, but I was always kind of like, yeah, I don't want people to, you know, I don't like pitching. Like it, that was just the mindset I had. And two, um, you know, for what, for, for, for me, um, there's also this whole, like, you know, people forget sometimes like, you know, um, that I'm first generation and Spanish is my first language. Mm-hmm. And so for me, sometimes it's like, I forget how to pronounce some words in English. So it's like, and so when I get up there and I say something around, I'm like, oh, I really get down on myself. I'm like, I didn't say that the correct way. And um, it's, it's one of those things like, you know, it's like 49, 49, either it's like, I'm really good at both Spanish and then good at English too, but it's like, I can never dominate either. Um, but um, yeah, pitching was something that obviously Latinx really helped me get over kind of, cause I have to, had to pitch in front of like 400 people um, on, on demo day for Latinx, which is, crazy in itself because they were pitching to friends and family and some, you know, people in the investor in the, in the crowd. Um, but then when you get to tech stars, it's like you're pitching on day one. As soon as you get in the room with people you don't even know, you're like, tell us your business. And you're like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you have to get a, you got to get good at your 10 second, 15 second, 30 second, one minute pitch. Um, and, and, and obviously it leads up to a five minute, a five minute pitch, uh, virtually at the end of, at the end of the demo day. But it's like, you get so good at it over time, so. Yeah, I bet that's that's really nerve wracking having to deal with all of that. Um, I, I, I honestly get that about imagine it. That's you know, I, I don't think I want to imagine myself pitching things. <laughs> I would say like you know like put me put me like let me t- speak, pitch to some Spanish people and like you know like I maybe feel more comfortable that way. But again, it's it's uh, it's nerve wracking. I think I, I'll be honest, like it's never easy, but you get over it. You get better at it, so. Yeah. And also I just empathize because I also forget English words sometimes uh, or I mispronounce them half the time. So I I totally agree with with that feelingness, you know, like a feeling like you messed up. But, you know, cultural barriers, like I feel like eventually we will get there. Um, also, too, to kind of add to, to uh, one of your questions was like, you know, like asking for money. Right. Like it's tough. I, for, I don't know if it's just me, but like. I hate asking for money. It's like, it's like, you know, I, we've, we've been bootstrapping this this whole time um, up until Techstars and um, we've taken their investment, but it's like asking for money is always tough for me. And, and, and I don't know if it's like the farmer me coming out or something. Cause my dad was like, you know, no says and, and, um, it's tough even till now. Like, you know, like I, I, it's, it's something that Techstars definitely helps you out. It's like, Hey, you know, it's okay to ask. And like, you know, so you can grow your business, but um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's an important factor, you know, to, something to to think about because we were we are. I mean, I similarly I was raised in in that like you know don't ask your tias for money, don't ask your aunt grandma for money. Like that's not a thing that we're supposed to be doing, you know. Like that's always been kind of like engraved in our in our minds. Um, so the, I can see why this can be something that is challenging for you. Uh, it's it's definitely a cultural aspect um, that you know that founders have to think about and kind of like realize that this is something that is going to help grow a company and it's going to help more people. And so there's, there's ways of doing things. And this is definitely one way of doing things. So we need to just remind ourselves that that's an option. Um, I guess on like on that subject, I guess for you, like what has been one of the most surprising challenges uh, starting your own company um, that you didn't think it would be a challenge? Um, yeah, I mean, what's something that's that's still a challenge for me or what for me i think it was more of of knowing when to make that first full-time leap um not only for yourself for myself but 
if you do have co-founders, eventually asking them, hey, are we doing this together? You know, you bet, you know and, and then kind of having them jump full time. Um, Cause it's still an unknown, right? We're growing the business, but still one of those things like, you know, you, just know, you never know like what the future will look like, especially in the startup space. Uh, there's a lot of ups, a lot of downs. And it's like, uh, that's the one thing that, that uh, for me it, uh, is, is, is my thing that I'm, I'm, I'm most challenged with every day. It's like, you know, making sure we have enough profit and revenue and raising, you know, in the bank. So, you know, we keep doing what we're doing and which is, you know, providing experience for older adults. So. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, and you kind of uh, mentioned this earlier when, uh, like when you talked about figuring out when it was time to, um, to make that leap, right. To, to, to leave your full-time job to start this. Um, and I guess not to make it kind of an official question, like what, what specifically did you notice that was happening more and more that made you kind of made that decision? Yeah, um, for me, it, it was honestly, we, we, so we started getting more customers that are paying uh, uh, for our services, our platform. Um, but a lot of it was this whole, like, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, was this like paying out the call, taking a doctor's appointment, and which is really a customer. And so that for me was like, okay, this is, you know, I'm taking 15 calls a week for my doctor. So it's like, you know, like that was kind of a moment for me. It's like, okay, I got to definitely you know, put some time. And I think um, there's enough revenue to kind of, you know, um, um, like for me to go in full time. Um, um, so that was kind of like my, my safe guess. You know, for me, I wanted to make sure that was okay because obviously, again, still from that financial lead, you know, it's kind of hard to, to say, let me not make, you know, my six-figure salary anymore and start doing the startup salary and definitely a difference. So, um that was that was my it was taking you know I, I knew it was time when you know, I had those 15 calls a week so yeah that that's definitely something that you can't lie about right <laughs> are you okay man 15 calls with a doctor <laughs> I always say I was like I have a lot of cavities so <laughs> <laughs> that's great um I guess curious to know like how, um when when did you have that conversation with your either co-founder or your because we actually have a friend in common, and that's your CTO. Uh, I used to work with Bob, and uh, and he, you know, he's the one who told me more about you and your story. And and I actually knew Bob be- while it was all on your side. You know, the, the, when this company was a project, so I I feel like I grew with it. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm curious, when was that like that time timing when you realized that this is something bigger, and we actually do have to, um, to you know make this decision of working together or not. Um, how was that conversation and were you nervous about it? Yeah, um, always nervous. I mean, that, those are conversations that, I mean, we, we're pretty, I mean, Bob, I love Bob, Bob's awesome. Um, he's he's uh, obviously a co-founder and of Connect Hero and as well as Tornu, another co-founder. Um, and so Bob's our CTO, Tornu's our CMO. Um, so these are all our, our entertainment vetting and, and operations, but, um, yeah, it, it was one of those things that we we all chatted way in advance. Actually, we had the first chat about, hey, when will you go full time? Will you go full time if, if we go into tech service? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the thought was that, hey, with the investment we get, we'll at least pay each other off until we make sure this happens, and we'll, we're going to work, you know, to the bone to make sure it takes off and successful. Um, we didn't get in the first time around, like I said, to tech service. So we already had that conversation early on. It was more like, hey you know, you're work, you've been working on this now for a year and a half, two years. Um, 
you know, if we, if, you know, when, you know, when, when we always knew, like once it took, once it had a lot of traction, it had it could sustain our salaries, then we would definitely, you know, go full-time organically. But if a situation like tech starts happen, which, which is what you want to get to, to kind of accelerate your business much faster, much faster, we said, you know, once we applied Melinda Gates, one the Melinda Gates, uh, Pivotal Ventures one and, and Longevity one, we kind of said like, hey, if we do get into this one, it's going to be a lot more specific to what we need. Um, and most the, the outcome might maybe there's a higher chance for us to actually be successful at the end of it with more contracts, more leads to investors and, and so forth. Um, so we already had the call that talked beforehand and it was kind of like, you know, we're all in agreement. As soon as I think we, we said we're in, we're all jumping full, we'll all jump full time. And it was kind of nice to know that because obviously they're both successful in their respective fields. Um, and to have them now with, you know, me, Connect Your Hero, I think it really kind of solidifies our team, especially as we go into like investor meetings and, you know, contracts, you know, people when they, they hear our background and also our diverse perspectives. I'm first generation Latino, like uh, Tornews is first generation Liberian. And then Bob, you know, we always joke around with him and he's like, I'm Bob. <laughs> and, you know, he's from Chicago. So uh, it's a very diverse and well-rounded team. And I think that kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say that. So, yeah, I see. I definitely noticed that right away. I mean, you guys are based, uh, like a dream team, right? Um, there's definitely a lot of diversity within your kind of like your, your leadership already. Uh, I really can't imagine like what you guys are going to bring to the table as a whole company when you're, you know, established and all um, as you already are. I, uh, I'm just, just a little quick, uh, what would you, a little piece of advice you would share with someone that is interested in starting their company, but doesn't really know how to start it or even when the, when the right time is, uh, what, what would you say? Yeah. And this is, this is from my, my global marketing days and I'll attribute to my, my, my bosses there, um, oral, oral care days is like, um, and this is applicable for startups, specifically for startups, but like, um, be niche at what you do. So like, you know, don't try to solve everything, solve a key problem, be focused around it, know what the customer journey is and why you're valuable for them. Um, so if you can identify the, in that problem and, and you know, um, then it's, it's gonna be a much easier path to build something and, and, and have someone buy into it, right? Because when you have too many bells and whistles and you're trying to solve every single problem from, you know, from, you know, mental health to, you know, like, you know, um, I don't know, food, uh, you know, stuff. It, it's like, it's good to have one thing you're solving. I think that in it, that's, that's the core of startups, right? It's like, you're, you're focusing on one problem and you know what you're, you're doing and what your mission is. So I think for me is any, anyone that's trying to get in the space is like, try to provide a niche solution um, to a problem you're solving. So that's that. Yeah. I think that's really good advice and uh, incredibly helpful. Um, I guess on like on that subject of um, you know like resources and stuff, what what has been kind of like your go-to or at least a book or either a podcast or whatever source that you prefer to kind of learn so that you can uh, on a specific topic? What what do you normally use? Um, yeah, so there's a there's a bunch of books that you know. I will say with this much, I'm more of like in life like experience kind of learner. So I've always been. Um, but, you know, there's books that, you know, you know, I read like, you know, the startup economy, there are different books out there that are just specific to, to startups. But um, um, I actually find the most value um, is just like, you know, through Latinx or two tech stars or just people in the 1871 space, uh, be able to like get just 
pick up the phone or set up a meeting with them and just learn, Hey, I want to learn about this specific thing. What do you, what are your thoughts on? Um, and so for me, like, that's honestly, you know, a 15 minute, 30 minute call with someone that's specific around a certain thing that I want to learn about, um, is for me, like reading an entire book on a subject. So, cause they kind of tell you, here's what you should avoid. Here's what you should do. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff. There's like lean startup. If you want to, you know, want me to um, do some books, but like, um, there's a ton of stuff out there, but for me, I always recommend, you know, find someone that knows something or is an expert in a certain field you want. Um, I always open myself up as well for anyone that want, you know, wants to know about the startup space and how to do things, what I did wrong and what I should have done probably sooner. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah, definitely agree. I, um, I guess on that note, because it can be challenging, right. To sometimes reach out to people, but um, well, I'm, I'm now, I, I mean, let's, let's talk about your kind of your future goals. Like what's, what, what are you hoping for, for your company or even just as a person individually, you know, your professional development, uh, and then what are your goals for the company as well? Yeah. Uh, so personally myself, I, I obviously want to keep getting better at, you know, leading our team, you know, you know, the right, you know, strategically, I think, uh, keeping, keeping, um, their environment healthy. I think that's going to, that's, that's key for me as, 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 as a leader here to kind of make sure that, you know, both, um, Bob and his, in his program, he's, yeah, he's actually running an intro program as well. Like that it's a, it's a healthy environment. It's engaging. People want to be, you know, uh, feel, feel the confidence that, you know, speak up and give their opinion. Um, and, and being able to kind of keep that environment going and as well as obviously professionally growing. So I can, you know, I eventually want to be a, a leader within the space for Latinos as well. With, um, that anyone wants help, you know, they can easily pick up the phone or set a call with uh, me with me. Um, Cause I think I looked for that when I, you know, when I was kind of going through the space and I think it's, it's, there's not a lot of Latinos out there that uh, they're in the tech space. And it's unfortunate because I think, you know, um, there's something scrappy about kind of our approach uh, to, to kind of tech as well. Um, where, you know, um, I think it's, it, it'd be good to kind of, get more feedback from like upper level tech people. Um, and um, goals for the company, I, obviously we're growing. We're actually currently doing a raise uh, now down there, we just did a demo day. So, you know, my next month and a half is gonna be basically raising money for, so we can scale um, and hit our goals. So um, growing our team. Um, and yeah, I think the goal at the end of the day is to provide more diverse entertainment within, within the senior living space, so. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's great. And I, I honestly really admire that, um, wanting to kind of be a resource for other Latinos uh, out there that are looking to kind of further their, their mm -hmm. goals in other companies. Um, that's awesome. I also tend to, um, uh, set, set time, you know, aside for people that I might want to connect and have a conversation about their career, uh, because that's also something that I, that I, did, you know, that I was looking for when I was get, trying to get into the industry. Um, so I really admire that. I think, as time goes on, um, you get busier and busier. But I feel like, you know, you as a as a founder, you know, as a CEO, you're incredibly busy. But your but but your willingness to be a resource for others is really and I, I admire that. I think I uh, I really yeah. appreciate that. Um, I think there's a lot of people that value their time more in in other ways, which is fine. You know that they're they don't make themselves available for these kind of conversations or coffee chats, but. But I really just, I think, I mean, I'm on your side where I also um, admire that and would want to continue doing that uh, even as, as I grow in my roles. Um, so that's great. Um, I also, I wanted to know uh, if you are aware of Chingona Ventures. 
gonna, uh, I, I am aware of Kavana Ventures. They're, yeah, I know, I know Samara, uh, big fan of her. So um, it's definitely, you know, she's doing awesome stuff over there. And I think it's, it's admirable that she's kind of leading the charge in, in the, in the venture space as well. I think it's, it's, it's a um, uh, big fan of her. So nothing but great stuff. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Definitely a fan girl. I actually just reached out recently because we're trying, we want to do an event with her uh, in January for Latinas in Tech. Uh, we want to have a fireside chat with her. So I've been in kind of like. She would be perfect. I mean, she's, I mean, obviously a lead example for the, you know, um, uh, uh, Latina women here in, in, in the VC space. But just in general, I think she's, you know, from, from just the VC space and her approach, um, I think is awesome because it's very candid, you know, constructive and like yet. Yeah, you know, helps you move the needle forward. So, for sure, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess on the on the spirit of connecting too, like how how can people connect with you? Do you have an email address? Do you prefer LinkedIn? Yeah. Um, they you can um, anyone can reach out to me at um, Osvaldo Osvaldo uh, at connectcarehero.com, uh, and that's Osvaldo with the V. Um, so anyone can reach out. See, one has some chat. I'll send you my calendar. Um, weekends are usually more open, but um, any, any tech, I'll make it work, so. Okay, great, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And I'll, I'll, I'll definitely put all of those notes too on the show notes if people wanna, uh, so they can have access to it. Awesome. Um, well, I mean, thank you so much for being part of the show. This is this was great. I, I know you're busy, so I really appreciate you taking it. Oh time. yeah, I mean, you know, anytime, anytime you need more, let me know and I can send, you know, I can send a new one next if you want, so. Yeah, well, you know, I really appreciate this. So thank you so much again. Say hi to Bob. I, uh, I'll definitely stay in touch. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Chicago Techies podcast. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review on iTunes. Let's continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at Chicago Techies on all social media channels. Thank you again, and we'll see you in two weeks.